Hey friends, welcome to the Random Thought Pod. I am your random thought leader, Bridges of What, and I'm here with the girl. I'm the random thought follower. <laughs> well, you're your co-host though, right? Like we made you co-host, so you're like random thought co-leader, I guess. Okay. I'll be okay. I'll be like a second in command. <laughs> you're always trying to put yourself like a step below here. Just you a little that, bit. That I don't want to be responsible for anything. <laughs> Yeah, actually, okay, so this is kind of funny. Um, first of all, I know like last episode, um, I think it was toward the end where you were like, um, oh, yeah, I've subscribed now. And you're like, I did. I thought I was the only person on the podcast. <laughs> really and true. I, when I was editing it, I was like feeling so bad because I'm like, I, don't care. I thought I explained this, but like the idea was to like combine the Wax Museum and ADD right. Masterminds. So basically every second episode is like ADD Masterminds. Okay. Um, although we're going to have back to back. So everyone that you're on is ADD mastermind style. And then the rest are like interviews. Okay. So that's what happens. Absolutely fine with me. But I did have an interaction with a guy on, um, tick on, not on, uh, X Elon sex. Oh my um, gosh. Where, uh, they were talking about like, uh, Christian run societies and I was being all cynical about it and stuff. Sure. And this guy replied to me and said, you call yourself a thought leader. And I just thought <laughs> that was funny. I'm like, he did not see the tongue in cheek in my random thought leader. I'm like, yes, that's a very prideful thing to call myself. That's fantastic. I, I love that he used it as a holding you to a higher standard. But if the yeah. conversation had been differently, you know, it would have been like, who are you to say that you're a thought? What thoughts are you even, you can't even lead your own thoughts. You know, there'd be something else. It could be like, um, I don't crazy. think these thoughts are entirely random, sir. I am you disappointed in you. These. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Curating so, um, them. you had this like thing that you shared that was not on the podcast. Um, but you wanted to share. Um, and so I want to do it again, but this time it's recorded um, oh, where you talk about dark humor and toddlers. <gasps> yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't share that last time. Didn't share it on the podcast. You shared okay. it outside of the podcast. I must have been. I was um, I was trying out material after the pod. Um, it killed. <laughs> my, my guest of one. Um, yeah. So... I I work um, part-time at a daycare. I love my babies. I keep them safe. I'm good at this, <laughs> I swear. Mm. Um, but they they give me just these opportunities to be really dark and they don't get it. You know, my mom passed away a couple of years ago and I'm, I don't want to say I'm like cool with it, but I'm, I'm balanced about it. But mm. kids are, they have no concept of like really like loss or that I don't have a mom on this planet right now. Right. So there's a lot of like, they pick up the TV remote or a fake phone and they'll like beep, beep, beep. And then, you know, who's calling? It's your mom. She's, you know, go talk to your mom. And I'm like, Oh lady, you've got some explaining. Where are you? You know? And they, <laughs> they think it's hysterical and they, they get a little confused. They don't get, where are you? Okay. It's been a while. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, you know, and be home when I get back and stuff like that. And my coworkers really think I'm nuts. Like they're really, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. This is how I cope. It's absolutely cool. Um, but yeah, one of them was, you know, my mom's at work. My dad's at work. This one said, where's your dad? And I was like, he's at his house. And she couldn't figure out that I as a grown up didn't live with him. But that's another mm -hmm. story. But she, yeah. where's your mom? 
And it's like, she's in the living room with my dad. Oh, okay. I mean, she's on the mantle, but <laughs> she's, she's there. But they, they have no concept of it. I think it is so funny just, just to take that option and be a little bit dark. Well, I think it's interesting too, like, like the dark humor and when it's something that's like personal to you, um, mm -hmm. like it, it creates like an awkwardness for a lot of people. Cause they're like, I, I don't know if I should laugh. Right. Yeah. But I think like, and I think I said this before and it sounded like a podcast thing to say. Um, <laughs> so we'll do it on this podcast Let's for reals. It. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I remember learning about like, um, when you have trauma, and if you process yeah. it, if you're talking to someone like who intimately knows your trauma, you're always going to kind of process it very deeply and right. talk about it very deeply. But if you go to a person at the bus stop and you start talking to them about your trauma, you're going to talk about it in a surfacey kind of way. And yeah. when you talk about it in a surfacey kind of way, it actually helps like lighten it a bit. Yeah. And that's really good for processing. So I wonder yeah. if dark humor is another way of like kind of lightening it and making it a little bit more tolerable. I think so. And the more I think about it, you know, the times that I'm really in it with friends of mine feel physically different than times that it's something surfacey like that. Or I had mm. turned to somebody I know and I've been like, oh, it's the f not this year, but I was like, oh, it's the first snowfall. My mom would have loved this. And like a stranger was like, would have, are you okay? Is your mom, what happened? And I was like, you yeah. don't know me at all. But I was like, no, it's fine. No problem. Like, thank you. You know, she, it, she just loves snow. But like these little light things physically, it's an acknowledgement without letting it hurt, you know, which is good. Um, yeah. Slight, still with the dark humor and still at work. I was running an errand because we ran out of gloves. You need gloves, you're cleaning, whatever. Ran on an mm -hmm. errand and they said, oh, can you pick up a birthday card for uh, a mom? Not a, a Mother's Day card for one of the yeah. boss's moms. Like, just can you run and grab one? Nothing too sentimental, nothing too stupid. Just go grab a card while you're out. I came back and I was like, here you go, guys. It's the one I would have picked for my mom if she was still here. And to me, it is hilarious. To them, it was the darkest, worst deed they have ever asked someone to do. And they were like, we'll never ask you again. I'm so sorry. I was like, it really didn't bother me at all. Like, I don't know how to, I have to shut up. I make people too uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, I'm just like, this is, this is your way of dealing with it. So. I mean, um, Yeah. If I'm not crying, yeah. it's fine. I, my, um, it's like, I've, I have friends too that like I've stopped being friends with. Right. And I was thinking about like, oh, I really, so-and-so, you know, it's like, that's what so-and-so would have said. May he rest in peace. I'm like, I just, you know, I'm just hoping he's like, wherever he's he is, he's me, peaceful. Like, yeah. Like he can rest peacefully when he goes to bed. Like, I don't know. I like that. I'm not sure why I say that. It's just fun. <laughs> I might use it. Oh, there was this show like Super Fun Night with um, Rebel Wilson. It was like a TV show. Yeah. And she's like in an elevator and she meets this. There's this guy and he's like, oh, how's so-and-so? And she's and the guy's like, he's dead to me. And it's like, uh oh, you guys had a following out? And it's like, no, they died. <laughs> <laughs> so was dead great. to everybody. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I was at a wedding where I very a former very close friend and I very put ourselves on opposite sides of the room and, you know, like yeah. did like a little elevator smile of like, yes, we, we used to be really close and then just yeah. took pictures on very far apart for three hours. 
And I'll, I'll just use that. Like, you know, rest in peace. That's fine. You're good over there. Be peaceful over yeah. there. I like That's to right. wish you well without me. And I, I actually mm. said that to somebody and then I blocked him on all social <laughs> medias. Um, and uh, like, I, I really do hope he does well. It's just, he's not good for me. Yeah. And okay. so I learned so how to block on TikTok yesterday. Did you? <laughs> well, is that complicated? He, the guy just showed up in my feed and I'm like, uh, this is the guy that I can't interact with. Oh. No, you just have to go to like right corner and then you click. Block. All right, I'm I'm a boomer and I refuse I just never to, had to do it to do the TikTok. The TikTok. I can't do it. You kids, you kids do the TikTok. <laughs> I've Some signed people up say for it, it funny too. Times. Like they're like TikTok. TikTok. They really hit that K. Yeah, it's like it's it's ASMR. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It might be. Um. Hey, so you ever like meet people who like have kids and like you don't see them in ten years and they have like another kid. And you're like, yeah. hey, that kid, that kid's not canon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the bonus babies. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like, and I'm like, and yeah. I mean, it's not even like, I'm not even saying necessarily that it's because it's like a trailer child or whatever. Trailer child. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like I'm a using the wrong. Kid? I'm so bad with like uh, idioms because I'm like, <laughs> Is that a, just a minute. Let me Google if that's actually an idiom. How do humans say this? But like. Yeah, when I, they say that it's like like a kid that was like later than they should be or whatever, it's like, oh, well, they had a kid in their 40s and that's not supposed to happen. So I'm not even okay. talking about that. I'm just talking about how like like it could even be like five years and they have yeah. another kid and you're like, hey, that kid's not canon. Yeah. And so you like, think of baby. them as a legitimate part of the family. You're like, hey, that's just a character they that, added. That kid's extra. Absolutely. They it's wrote him like, in in uh, season eight to, to puff yeah. up ratings. Yeah, yep, it's like the yep. alien in Flintstones <laughs> yes. or like yeah. the other guy I'm, in the uh, 70s show. Although, ugh, come I to think enjoy of it, that. maybe they should have got rid of the rapist guy. I don't know. but oh Maybe they should have just <laughs> axed him from the beginning. I'm 12 years after my brother, so I am, I'm a bonus baby. A trailer child, if you will. Like the oh, bonus Jonas. Yes, trailer child. What is trailer child? I just child? like thinking you have like a mullet. You're like all Joe Dirt. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the 80s. I'm on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my gosh. The non-canon Where was I going to go with this? I had something I was going to go with this on this. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, because I mentioned, kind of mentioned Danny Masterson. Yeah. So I was like, this would be fun to talk about. So Um, So, like, Danny Masterson, um, there's uh, the other one. (laughs) <laughs> Russell Brandt and yeah. just like just the messed up stuff that's happening there and like and I still like I see people who are like well are they really guilty I mean Danny Masterson is he's pretty obvious he was guilty he's yeah. convicted but I think there's still people that are like well I don't I don't trust the court system right right but um I was just thinking about how like whenever something like that happens like if you're like a politician if you're a pastor if you're a celebrity yeah it doesn't make sense to me when people like continue to like do their thing because like it kind of puts the yeah. So like Russell Brand right now, right. I think he's still doing his show. I think so. And I'm like, it forces people into the position to decide whether they're going to mm. pretend he's guilty and just not watch his show or mm-hmm. pretend he's innocent and watch his show. Yeah. And it's like, you're forcing people to pick sides when in reality, what I think he should be doing is stepping down and so that he can either clear his name or get mm. convicted. 
right? And like giving that time because I, I don't think it's fair to the fans to like keep this going. Yeah. All right. He needs to make a little room for, for justice to, to do what it does. Right. I, I would think so. And I mean, okay. like there's blatantly obvious stuff about like him being in th- 30 and dating a 16 year old and I, like, I didn't and even that's know that. legal. Like that's legal <laughs> sure. in England, apparently. But it's like he like legit had like his name changed on her phone. So it looked like it was one of her friends or her parents didn't know. So I'm like, this is you're a creep, dude. Like, I just just know it's shady. I'm like, I'm just going to continue to not support your work. Like, it's like I used to like actually be heavy into his stuff. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. Um, And then I found his comedy hilarious. And then I did. I read his books and everything. I thought he was great. Um, And honestly, after reading them allegations don't really surprise me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm hopeful that it would be false, but it's pretty yeah. much like, I mean, this is what he was willing to tell us. There's got to be something he wasn't kind of thing. So I'm like, uh, there's room for this to absolutely be true and it not be a shock at all. Well, and I mean, part of it too is like he grifted. Like, I'm like, as soon as he started mm-hmm. grifting, I'm like, okay, like mm-hmm. he's starting to say that he's on the side of COVID denial and sure. big farm is coming a- after him. That was and I'm a just flip. like I can't even anymore. Like you're not making sense anymore. Yeah. And so, so that was kind of when I was done. So when these allegations came out, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'll just continue to not support them. Just not. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what's really interesting too about this situation is like, um, I think it was on TikTok when someone was talking about how like with these like famous people like Weinstein's another one. Mm-hmm. I don't think Woody Allen's another one because that's just like one situation that's super messed up. But um, but these like continued allegation kind of situations yeah. um, with these famous people, it's like they get away with this stuff all the time and it requires a certain amount of critical mass before like they just can't deny that there's something wrong that needs to be investigated. Mm. And so as much as right. like rumors and spreading rumors about a famous person is like not good. It's actually also good because it creates that critical mass so that something actually gets investigated. Oh, if yeah. they really are that horrible person. Yeah. The and noise, so, the squeaky wheel, you know, you gotta, you gotta say something. Yeah. It's tough. Right. Cause I mean, and I'm not one to like, just like tell everybody, Hey, don't listen to Russell brand now, <laughs> you know, it's on with him. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, I think like, I mean, it was the same thing with like uh, John Christ, right? Like where it was like, mm. you heard kind of these whisperings on Twitter or whatever yeah. about him. And then, and then it just kind of reached a cr- critical mass where he had to address it, step down and then step For back up and make bit. fun of cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he that came back so a little bitter and I'm not here for it. Like he was, no. he was like a nice mid-level funny for a while there. And now yeah. it's like, Oh, you came back with no humility. You came back. Yeah. I don't see you having learned anything. You know, he yeah. just did not come back the way I expected. And so now he's low level funny at best. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it, it's bad because I, I think that there's just a contingency of people who believe that there's just people out to take down people's platforms. Right. And mm. and I mean, maybe there are. 
I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, I just, I don't, I just don't see the reason to support somebody who's suspicious. I'm like, I want to support people that are doing good things in the world. And yeah. I want that holistically. Like, and so there's just people that I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that person. I wish them well without me. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yep. Oh, so I saw this guy on TikTok that had this like idea of like having a kid and raising a kid, but they only know Spanish, but they only know Spanish with a really bad like American accent. <laughs> so they like go to like a, <laughs> they like go to a school where they learn Spanish, but it's like really bad Americanized Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, it's like adios, <sighs> mon. I don't even know Spanish. <laughs> I was going to say, but, you like, know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like. My kids are learning Spanish in school. And when they come in and they're like, Dios de los Mertos. And I'm like, not even there close. We go. Like roll there some R's, go. do something, you know. <laughs> I said something to, I was like, Escuela. And they were like, what? Escuela. Like they had no clue what was going on. But yeah, they, <laughs> that'd be hysterical. Just it learning is- really American Midwest Spanish. Well, Menu And then like Spanish. legit. You know, a person who actually speaks Spanish is like, oh, I, you know, they could say like, hey, I speak English. They're fluent, but no accent. And they're like, just don't, don't try to speak Spanish. Like I, I, we can speak English. (laughs) And they're like, "Uh, like, no. (laughs) He just sounds like he's trying. (laughs) Okay. I'm fully in on this. I thought that was brilliant. (laughs) So there was like this whole NHL pride thing. Yeah. Um, last year that was like pretty big. And, um. It started with this guy Provorov, who's like, "I'm not wearing that jersey; it's gay." Um, Actually, yes, no. it is. But- <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like, he was like, it goes against my religion, and um, yeah, because God hates rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> he painted the prettiest rainbow yeah. ever, and he hates them. Yeah, <laughs> that's God's only curse on himself. <laughs> <laughs> he paints the best ones, but he hates <clears throat> them. Oh yeah, there were all these players that are like, I don't want to be forced to wear a rainbow jersey because it goes against my religion and all this stuff, right? And that was another thing that kind of, you know, hit critical mass to the point where the NHL is like, okay, no more Mm. rainbow jerseys next year. And it's like, okay. And then they're like, also, not a single player is allowed to use rainbow tape. I'm like, oh, they like it's not even an option. It's not even an option. And so. Yeah. And so it's kind of this like anti, you know, LGBT or anti, I guess we could say anti pride capitalism. Okay. Um, Yeah. 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 Which at some level I'm like, okay with, because I'm just like, people are sick of it being thrown in their face. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just kind of like, well, if we stop like rainbow capitalism, maybe we can just let, you know, queer people exist. Just live. Like I, yeah, I'm with you. I got that. Because it was something that's like, it's a very, everyone's just kind of like, a lot of people anyways are, are like, that's suspicious. Like, why is, why is there a mm-hmm. bank with a big rainbow on their logo? Why are they doing this? Like, are they making a lot of money off of this? Do they really right. care? Right. And like a lot of these companies too, it's like they support like anti-LGBTQ causes, mm-hmm. but they have like rainbow on their logo, right? So so it's kind of, yeah, it's almost like there's like this slow death of pride capitalism. We, but it's, yeah. go ahead, sorry. 
but it is indicative of like just an overall trend that's very anti queer and um those two things hold hands you know of like well we should be inclusive and allies but if you're doing it to make money if you're doing it to be performative like that's a problem um we were at a an amusement park in like upstate new york and it's super you would think it was the south it is very conservative there are literally like dixie flags and it's upstate new york like it makes no sense that's not even the south but they did um over pride month they had a lot of rainbow stuff out and because it was an amusement park it said like ride love like ride thrills and like it looked like there should have been a p on all of them it just didn't have the p for pride but it was all different mixtures of couples and people (laughs) and rainbows and like crazy hair like they went for all that i'm sure is in other regions but for them it was just ride and i just it it just looked so unfinished but i was like what an interesting way to be no 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 we're taking part and everybody's welcome but we're also not going to make those guys mad because we didn't we didn't do the hard p you know (laughs) the hard p so sneaky the hard p yeah i just came up with that right now (laughs) i like it thank you (laughs) Well, and I mean, the other thing, too, like when you talk about that trend, it's mm-hmm. like, I think, you know, there was a lot with Florida, like anti-trans bills and all that. Yeah. And now in Canada, we're actually seeing um, parental right bills. Mm. So where essentially it's like if your kid comes out at school, the teachers are supposed to let you know. Okay. Which like, like for me, it's like I have a kid who came out at school for a while and then came out to me. Okay. And it's funny because like a lot of people that are arguing against this, they're like, well, what if the parents are like abusive and are going to like kill their child or whatever. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the worst part of it. But even for someone like me where my kid just wasn't ready yet. Yeah. um, It's like, it's just not, not good for the kids to put them in that situation. And so, I mean, there's a lot of like, there's lacking of nuance with how people are talking about this. Um, right. I mean, I feel like if a kid like, says it and then goes like, please don't tell my parents, you know, like they're not, yeah. I'm not ready for them to know if they're not signaling that they're in going to be in danger, you know, or yeah. something just to be able to be like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll call you whatever you can be whoever you need to be. And when you're ready, we'll su- help you with your parental support yeah. or something, you know, I don't think it's necessary it's at a parent been, teacher to be like, yeah. and he told us he's gay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and I think like part of it is because a lot, a lot of the propaganda that has yeah. said that like teachers are like saying, Hey, you're a girl now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't right. tell your parents. And it's like, there's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's no teachers that are doing that at all, but that's kind of what a lot of this stems from. And these people that are enraged and are like protesting at schools Yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but, um, the reality is parent, you know, these kids come out to their teachers and then their teachers are kind of like, well, um, you should let your parents know. And they're like, I'm mm. not ready. And it's like, okay, well, we'll help you when you're ready to. Right. And so, that's how the conversations should be going. And yeah. that's what I understand is how they're going. But it's like, 
we just live in a world where people live in different realities. Yeah. And I don't know how those different realities meet. Actually, we'll get into a little bit of that in a bit anyways. Ooh. Um, how people change their minds. I think so. Um, but first, I one of my favorite things to do right now on X is find <laughs> the worst take ever, <laughs> repost it, and just say based. I need just a smidge more context of what it means because I, I think I get it, but like just based as slang, is that just, I don't, I need more. I'm trying um, to think like there was like, I think I like was listening to a podcast where they were talking about like, like I think the opposite of based is cap. Maybe it's like, cause I know there's cap. I've never felt older than being like, I know there's cap and no cap. <laughs> I, I felt think that's like where I first based heard it is like biased. Like you believe no. that thing because it's like based in what you already no. believed. No. Okay. No, based means that you're legit. And it's something I think <laughs> was stolen from hip hop. I'm assuming. Okay. I really should have researched this before I said that I'm going to use it. I'm but gonna, I'm gonna Google this live. Yeah, and if do this, it. If this leads to dead air, just take it out. Okay. All right, we're going to Urban um, Dictionary. Okay, so scary place. My understanding as a white person is what <laughs> based means like based means that like what you're saying is legit. It's based in reality, and that is the way I see conservatives saying it. Okay. And um, and so. Oh, I was super I'm wrong. Ironically okay. saying based on the most whack shit that comes on the <laughs> internet because I think it's funny. Uh it can mean like based in fact. Um mm-hmm. which absolutely makes sense. It is also the opposite of cringe and the opposite <laughs> of biased. A word used for when you agree with something or when you want to recognize someone for being themselves. Okay. It I'm going to use it now. I'll use it right. <laughs> it is the opposite of cringe. The opposite of cringe. That's good. <laughs> so one of the things, so I, I read two books, just two books. I was going to say, did my Pizza life. Hut throw you a party? <laughs> oh, no. I didn't That's put the other one here. Thing. Okay. So I'll put links in the show notes, but um, how minds change is one of them. And then the other mm-hmm. one is basically how we solve our problems. Oh, I'm annoyed okay. that that's not in the notes already. I usually just but I'll, I'll put that in one car. in. Whatever I titled it in the show notes, that's what the book is titled. Okay? <laughs> okay. That's what the book's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> You're prepared. Bippity show notes. I like it when I, like, <laughs> when I say something's in the show notes. Because like right now, in this existence, in this reality, it's mm-hmm. not in the show notes yet. But like as I talk, the listener goes in there and the show notes, it's already in the show notes. So I can just be like, bippity-boppity show notes, it's there. <laughs> That's true. Ooh. And no one will know. No one knows. That it's not in the show notes in nope. our reality. I'm looking at it. It's not there. It's so cool. I'm magic. <laughs> I'm magic and I'm a thought leader. And a thought leader. Big shoes. I'm magic and I'm a thought leader. That's the title <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> so, Okay. So we don't change our minds. The reason why we often, as humans, don't change our minds is because we fear getting kicked out of our group. Yeah, I'll 
I'll give you that. I've I've been thinking this recently with just a couple of things, nothing scary, that I'm like, I really think that I believe this or would rather believe this or this makes more sense to me, but it will absolutely affect community structure in my life that is too important to jeopardize. And hmm. or there's stuff that I'm like, oh, that, you know, that's that's a belief I hold for myself. Like that's not not going to share that with everybody or something. You know, mm. it's social currency, man. No. Yeah. Well, and I, I think like um, in the, the, the book, How to Fix Whatever, you know, the one in the show notes. The one in the, the show notes. The guy was like giving an illustration of this like king who takes over for his fa- father who built this awesome kingdom. And like when the son takes over, he's like, I don't like it when people criticize me. Yeah. So... I'm just going to start executing the people that criticize me. Sure. So he's like, hey, that guy just said something mean about me. He doesn't like my pants. Um, go execute him. And so there's kind of like this critical point where like this soldier has to decide whether he's going to obey him or not. Mm. Because in the end, once he starts obeying, then all the other guys are like, well, if I disobey, there's killing happening now. Right. Right. Yeah. And so from then on, that's kind of how it works. And so, yeah. So that's basically we're all soldiers murdering people. That's where it happens. That's, that's my the whole basis. point. It's all from pants. We don't want we don't want 1984 here. Um, actually, huh. we'll talk about 1984 later too. Read a new book. Everybody maybe, apparently read that. Maybe one. in the next episode, which will be happening in two weeks. Two weeks from now, we'll be different two people. Weeks from now, totally. Um, all right. So we have trusted people who vetted information for us. Mm. And we believe that if we question one piece of information, we then have to question it at all. Yeah. I mean, this is especially true, like in religion, because it's like, well, my pastor told me this. Yeah. And when, it, when it's a trusted source, do you trust everything that comes from it? I mean, that's scary. And way too many people. Uh, yeah, I just not ready to go down that rabbit hole of uh, no, if I question this, I got to, I got to look at everything. That's it's a scary place. Yeah. So, I mean, like he talks about like the Z lot and the Z lot is like the person that's just going to protect the group, protect the religion. Right. And so you can't question anything in the religion because they're firmly rooted in that. Right. Um, And then the second level of thinking. So it's like different rungs of thinking really. Um, so instead of just looking at left versus right, he's like talking about how low rung thinking is just like, Hey, no, our group doesn't believe that. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then the second rung would be, um, the lawyer. So in the case of the lawyer, the lawyer will have a really good argument for their side, okay. but they're never going to look in the other side. Their job is not to look into the other side. Their, yeah. their job is to yeah. refute the other side. Yep. And so we'll be like kind of deceived into thinking the lawyer is really smart and has, has, you know, really thought things Hmm. through because they have a really good argument, but it's like, no, the lawyer's only job is to be a defendant or be a prosecutor. And so they're not going to be well-weighted. So then the third rung is the scientist. And the cool thing with the scientist is that it's actually the pursuit of belonging as a scientist is 
always to correct inaccurate information. Yes. So it's like they foster like a culture where all you're doing is correcting inaccurate information. Right. Mm. And I think this is interesting. Like when we talk about like the whole Palestine issue, right? Mm -hmm. Is you can tell who the, who the zealots are. We can tell who the lawyers are Mm -hmm. and we can tell who the scientists are. Right. Actually, it's really hard to find scientists, though. Yeah. Like I, just, I feel like people are always biased on this issue. Right. <clears throat> Oof, it's it's a tough one. I, I'm glad to not be a person who has to yeah. wade into that at all. So, yeah. So, I, I think that's what we need to foster as a culture is, like, to really reward people who find inaccuracies in our information. But they're no fun at parties. We don't, we don't actually want to be friends with them. Like we want those people to be around, but it's hard to, I think they're so important, but so unappreciated. Like no one wants to be around them and no one wants to be them. Right. To be like, yeah. Ooh, actually, and this is why that distinction is important. I, we, I think we're just all sick of being corrected and a lot of us are wrong and need it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing too, let's see if I can find it, but like, um, I had seen a quote that talked about like how, yeah, here we are. So this is, um, Carlos happy NPO. I don't know what his actual name is. He's like a pastor. Is it Carlos Whitaker? I don't, maybe Okay. he looks like Stephen Furtick, but he's not Stephen Furtick. (laughs) <laughs> maybe not <laughs> but he's, he's quoting sarah maddox okay and so sarah maddox said when you debate a person about something that affects them more than it affects you remember that it will take much greater emotional toll on them than oh. on you no, for you for you it may feel like an academic exercise for them it feels like revealing their pain only to have you dismiss their experience and sometimes their humanity. The fact that you might remain more calm under these circumstances is a consequence of your privilege, not increased objectivity on your part. Stay humble. Oh. Yeah. And that resonates with me. It's like one of the reasons why I'm not on Facebook because I got a lot of people that are like, I'm being objective. And it's like, yeah. no, you're like yeah. cutting to the heart of where I'm at right now. And I, I can't handle doing the thought experiments you want to do right now because this is actually my day-to-day life. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've always thought about making sure that I'm protecting myself. And, yeah. you know, when, when other people have nothing to lose in a conversation, yeah. Do you not often think, you know, well, I've got nothing to lose. I don't care. I'm not invested. That other person might be, though. Yeah. Ugh, that's devastating. Okay. Well, Put it's it funny. in the show I... notes because I want to read that again. Okay. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. I know it's funny. I read these quotes and then it's like, uh, I don't think that. Do I remember all that? <laughs> um, I'll put it in the show notes. Bippity boppity. It's in the show notes. <laughs> Bippity boppity. This is some like the least like satanic sounding magic words. (laughs) There's no. They must have done that on purpose. Oh, yeah. They couldn't make it sound any kind of real. That's got to be it. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, the so, dark side of Disney trends all the time. That's another story. <laughs> the dark side of Disney. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, it's crazy. We live in a crazy world. Um, yeah, well, like... Oh, yeah, okay, so the other thing that in that book about solving our problems or whatever... <laughs> the guy the guy talks about how like like pure objectivity like actual objectivity doesn't mean that you represent both sides equally you okay. represent both sides the way they actually are so i mean as okay. far as i can tell about the whole palestinian issue it's like horrific things happened under hamas yeah um and thousand lives were lost and we got like people kidnapped and all this stuff and it's so messed up while at the same time the reality for the palestinian people is that similar stuff happens to them every day under the israel occupation Mm -hmm. and so it's like and i i think this is something i've been contemplating and i don't really know where to go with this thought but it's like when you talk about like um martin luther king where he said, riots are the voice of the unheard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what is, what is terrorism? Is terrorism at some level the voice of those who haven't found justice? Like they mm-hmm. haven't gotten justice. And so they're like, okay, like Israel is like all powerful. Like they've got military upon yeah. military. Like they could annihilate anybody. Mm-hmm. And they're only sense like they feel like their only sense of recourse is to go to war against innocence and that's so evil and you don't like you don't want to answer that terror with like okay okay we'll give you what you want right and i think that this same goes for school shooters i think it's the same kind of thing it's like what is creating this scenario where someone feels like i want to stand out yeah. I've been ignored for so long. I want to stand out. Right. What pushes somebody yeah. to that corner? Yeah. Yeah. And Oof. I think those are questions we need to ask as a society. Like what how are we breeding terrorists? How are we breeding school shooters? Mm. Right? And yeah. it's like and I think, you know, and yeah, a riot is not violent in the same way. A riot Right. Right. Could result in personal property damage, which sucks, which I think at some level does feel like violence. Of course. But hopefully your riot doesn't actually result in the loss of human life. Mm-hmm. Terrorism will. School shooter will. Yeah. And, but it's like I, I wish we could just reflect as a society instead of just getting into like a cycle of violence. I, I mean, I'm severely uninformed and I know this and it's, it's what pushes somebody to that. And there has to be the whatever amount of religious dogma and brainwashing or whatever you want to call it that makes it like, well, no, this action is justified because it is holy in my, my religious worldview that this is this is what i have to do for this cause that is this important to me um and it's 
objectively and morally not and wrong and awful. I can't put myself in a situation where I'm like, no, it was this bad. And I believed it this much that I went and did anything that close. Like I just, I don't know. I just, I understand that I don't understand. And it just makes me want to, I have to figure out more, but also I want to absorb much less than I already have. Like there's, it's, it's so complex. It's so crazy. I don't, you know, half the stuff I hear, I'm like, please don't tell me that. Like I, I literally don't even want to know. Um, the kids are starting to, to talk about it, you know, just coming home from school and, and seeing the news and whatever. And you know, it's, yeah, it's the, what, what pushes people to it. And even if you were that frustrated, why isn't there some kind of guardrail of humanity that makes you go, yeah, "Yeah, I got to do something, but, but killing babies, like living infants is not the answer. And kidnapping these women from their homes isn't the answer. And this isn't like, that's not going to get me my goal. You know, I don't, what limits that guardrail of compassion and humanity? What takes that away and makes this a viable option to people with these violent acts? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, these are unanswered questions and I think it's good for us to think about those unanswered, unanswered questions, right? Like it's like, this is where, this is where reality lies, right? Reality lies kind of in that space where it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And so it's just like, we just kind of sit in this tension of this pain and, and, and suffering and sadness. And, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wow. I don't have a joke to bring anything back. I'm sorry. No, no dark humor here. No, none here. Just, just moms. All right. We'll be back in two weeks, homies. See you then. With the girl. Stay based.